Good morning. This is uh, day 128 of my revival talks. Remember, we're going to go to day 1000 and then decide what we're going to do from there. Um, so I won't go back and talk about all the things we've been talking about in the previous ones. I always tend to like to do this big recap. Um, but at any rate, so this morning, you know, it's always the anointing is always in the car, right? Cars, bathrooms, all of those are sanctuaries. And so it's like that's the place where God, ooh, God likes to speak and throw things around. Um, so anyway, I was sitting here thinking about how it's very disorienting right now because we really are in a place of accelerated time. We are where things that happen, you normally take a year, you know, it might take a day. And God is also redeeming time in the context of revival. And there is tremendous, tremendous change. The wind is blowing hard. Things are moving. Um, there's a lot of things happening at once. We're giving birth to multiple things. We've been in this protracted, long, forever transition. And we're in this place now where the landscape of that we're walking into is matching the landscape of our heart that God's been preparing us for. And for most of us, you know, part of what the preparation has been about and, you know, in the very long transition is getting us into a place where we trust him and not an outcome so that we can actually walk up in the Holy Spirit, um, pull down heaven, you know, walk in the agenda of heaven and abandon religious works, <laughs> right? That's always great. And also we've been um, in the places where we've been from fire to fire to fire in the forever long transition prior to coming into this era that we're in right now. You know, um, we learned to trust him. We also learned to know, we know that, that he was good. Um, you know, we had to dig deep during those times because we couldn't build anything out here because he wasn't on it and he's still not on building religious edifices to the sky. And so we basically, Egypt got out of us for the most part and the orphan did. So we got out of, we got a lot of healing in some of those places. Some of us are still kind of looking at this thing right now, even in this transition, you feel like I've got some places that need to get healed and they're all kind of cropping up or some struggles that I, I kind of still have going on in this transition. And I just feel like for that part, just don't get distracted. Don't let the enemy distract us from what's really going on. He's, he's taking a lot of pot shots, you know, messing in old wounds, messing with our heads as we're transitioning. And primarily because in this era of just acceleration and like grace beyond measure for revival and for instantaneous change, for things to happen suddenly, that God's prepared, you know, a string of suddenlies for us. And things are going to be moving quite rapidly. My wife had a vision, and I'll share this and then steal her thunder, so to speak. But when she was in Dawsonville this past weekend, um, she was drunk out of her mind. There she is. <laughs> I could tell her story because she's longing to hear it. Um, I'll let her tell it in more detail later. But she was drunk out of her mind. And, you know, releasing drunkenness, you know, um, everywhere in uh, Dawsonville um, this past weekend. If you don't believe me, ask any one of the people at our church that was there, and they could attest to it. 
a very common phenomenon in the context of revival. And you know, that was her prayer going into the water. It was like, I'm gonna be the revival. Everywhere I step, everywhere I go, there's gonna be revival. And so we've been, we're in this place where we're, we are the walking manifestation. God isn't waiting on us. You know, we're not waiting on him rather. He is waiting on us just to begin to move. And at the same thing, same time, there are things that we can't unlock. There, you know, we're moving and we know God is bringing this transition and even more transition. Some of us already begun to step into part of it, but he set the stage in such a way where honestly, we, he's going to do the thing that we can't. Okay. <clears throat> and I was thinking about pin the tail on the donkey this morning because, um, it will, it does relate. You know, when you, when we're playing pin the tail on the donkey with the kids, what do we do? Well, we put the little blindfold on them, right? So they can't see. And so right now we're blindfolded, right? We can, we can see into the unseen real, but we can't see much going on in this landscape that, we, that we're able to see. And it's okay. And we spin them around, right? We wanna get up totally disoriented. Why do we do that? Because if we let them just do what they would do naturally with their eyes open, they would go straight and try to hit the mark that they would always hit. They would, they would walk in a familiar place, walk over to the nice little picture of a donkey and stick his tail on. And they would be doing that if we played pin the tail on the donkey every birthday party and we never spun those kids around, they would just go do the same thing because they would walk by sight and they would find their target and they would go for it. So God, is, I call it the grand disorientation. He's in the disorientation, and um, because in the disorientation, we cling to him. Everything that's familiar gets like totally thrown into chaos in some ways, holy chaos, and we don't have our bearings. We feel discombobulated. We feel disoriented. If you're living there, just raise your hand, right? And um, so at any rate, um, that's what we do. So we spin the little kid around, and then, you know, I know secretly we're hoping that, that once we do that, little Sally will go pin that tail onto the ladies, the parent that we invited because we had to, we really don't like her. Maybe she'll like stick it on her arm or her nose or whatever, or, or wander over and stick it on Johnny's behind and give us all a great laugh. I, you know, maybe there's a sadistic kind of thing we get out of that, but not really. But my point is, is that in the disorientation, they have to find their way just like we do. And how do they find it when we're playing that game? We tell them, okay, turn this way, turn around this way, walk this way. In fact, we might even put our hands in there and try to move them in the right direction before they walk out into the living room, like somewhere else, right? So there's a place where God comes in and begins to give direction as we're moving in the disorientation. The key is we are moving and we're walking into unfamiliar territory and we're looking for him and we're looking in unseen real where nothing makes sense. And I think a lot of things aren't going to be make sense. I was looking at Isaiah 43 this morning. I like the way it reads in the message. It's a familiar passage. Isaiah 43, 19, he says, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out, don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers and the badlands, 
wild animals will say thank you, the coyotes and the buzzards. And because I provide water in the desert, rivers through the sunken, sun-baked earth and drinking water for the people I choose, the people I've made especially for myself. He's moved the fountain. The fountain has moved. You know, we're used to familiar places even of getting fed. We're used to familiar routines, familiar ministry. We're not used to doing multiple births. We're not used to having something birthed in us that we didn't know was in us because it was prepared and for an appointed time now, right? We're not used to a whole lot of things in terms of, let me turn my lights back on, right? We're not used to all of those things um, changing on us. And that's what the disorientation does is he, dis, he allows us to become disoriented in this. It's not the devil. It's just us being disoriented. Um, so, that he can, he, so that we can find him in it and he can speak his words. The thing that gets us through the place of disorientation is the still small voice. We are very dependent upon hearing him. None of the things we normally would do, none of the tactics that we would normally employ for any of it are, are doing anything for us. They're not working, and it's disconcerting. Um, but part of that is what happens in acceleration. In our humanity, if we knew what was going on, we would cling to our religion and cling to everything familiar and hold on for dear life. But like the picture my wife had, which I thought was awesome, um, you know, if you've ever been on that ride at Disney World, I think it's, <laughs> it might be the Aerosmith ride. I don't even know if it's still there. But like the thing where you're, the wind is blowing so hard, your face is coming back, like the G-force is like so powerful, like you feel like your skin's gonna fly off your face. That's what he's doing right now in acceleration. And there's, it is disorienting in so many, many ways. And so anyway, um, I wanted to read this other verse to you. Amos 9, 13. I love this one in the message too. Um, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. That's where we're at right now. Everything is about to happen at once. The very least likely scenario, the least likely thing, he's into the least of these in so many ways. The thing that we think is not may actually be. The thing that we think is may not be at all. It's like he's into, it's so like God to disorient us in, in ways that allow us to walk into something that we don't know, that we're not familiar with, to basically taking all of our defenses away. And we're literally just standing here having to hear his voice and know how to navigate. Because some of the stuff that he's doing right now, you will not understand it. You won't get it. It won't make sense. It won't make sense. When your head is spinning and your head is swimming and you're, it says you won't be able to keep up, everything is happening at once and everywhere you look, it's blessing. That's the part we have to hold on to. It's blessing. There is blessing, 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 and the blessing is in the unfamiliar places. It's in the uncharted territory. It's in the thing that's new. This verse about I'm doing a new thing, 
you know, streams in a desert. It's not what we expect. It's not the norm. Even in revival looks like that. I'm not doing what you think you're doing. And the minute you think you got me figured out, I'm going to change it up. Because our human nature is so deeply ingrained for to be geared toward religion and living out of places of shame and defeat, and the enemy's playground has always been that, we have to be disoriented sometimes to find Jesus and to hear his voice. We have to not know, because if we did, we would sabotage, we would, I mean, there's so many ways that we could miss it. And I think this is part of it too. He is not going to allow you to miss it. He is moving heaven and earth right now to bring you and I into the place that he has created for us. We're walking into the place where we're going to do the thing that we were made for. This is true convergence. This is the convergence of the ages of the church where everything is available on the plate right now. And it's acceleration and it's convergence for us because it's bringing together the breadth of everything we've experienced in our relationship with Jesus and the experiences we've had in work and ministry. All these snapshots when we never felt like we were doing the thing we were made for, all of that is coming together and none of it is wasted. The landscape is radically different, and that's why this, this process has been so painstakingly long and why some of us are sitting at the precipice of the major part of the transition wondering, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Like, is this the same thing? And I think the Lord wants us to know because sometimes when we're in that place, it looks, sorry, it looks like something familiar. Our temptation when God is, when we are in a disoriented place, is to retreat into an old wound and an old place and we, where we've experienced disaster, disappointment, or things gone wrong, or places where we've contended from disappointment for so long. And then we see a circumstance that we're disoriented in, that we cannot see the outcome, and the temptation at this juncture is to, is to retreat. You cannot retreat. You have to keep standing. We have to keep moving. This is not a retreat. This is a trust and see that I am God. Trust and see that I am the God of the impossible. And the impossible is your new landscape. This is training for the rest of our lives as far as the landscape. The landscape will always be forever from this point the God of the impossible who rules and reigns, who takes the least of these, the ones that nobody thought were it, brings people out of seclusion, puts them on center stage, <clears throat> pulls others down who are religious gatekeepers and puts people in his own heart into those places. And we walk into a place where we're pulling heaven down, the agenda of heaven as a prophetic intercessory body connected to the vine. That's the place we're walking in, and that's why we can do it. The long period, however messy our transition has been, it's not about that. It's about the fact that we learn to trust him in the middle, and we're going to walk into things that we're not prepared for, we don't understand. It's going to happen all at once, but the goal of the Father is blessing. It's the place where we get to walk into 
a place of absolute awe and wonder, present continuous, as we yield and surrender to a God who knows us, who loves us, and who trusts us because we've been in every fire and we emerged. No matter how messy that was, we still were standing and we still are. Us, the qualification for coming into this era has nothing to do with one iota of credential that you, ha you or I have. Nothing. It has everything to do with favor on steroids as God brings us into places and opens things up to us that we could have never opened. This is favor on steroids, God of the impossible territory. <clears throat> You're not prepared for it, so just get used to it. You're not ready for it on um, some places. But the truth is, you really are. He's not leading us <clears throat> into a trap. Good morning, Jimmy's. Um, not at all. He's leading us into a land flowing with milk and honey, with unparalleled power and manifestation of Holy Spirit, where we become the walking manifestations of heaven everywhere we go. And like my wife said, everywhere our foot treads, there is revival. That's what he's created in this era for us to walk in. This is the thing you've been waiting for, many of us, for your entire life. That song by Phil Collins, I've been waiting for this moment all my life. This is the moment. You're in the moment. Don't retreat. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're, this is that, and it looks like something that happened back here. It is not. All things are new. He says, be present. I am about to do something brand new. Just stay present. You cannot lose as long as you stay present. And we're not going to miss it because the mandate is bigger than we are. And Jesus is going to get his inheritance. And that means that he is all over us and all over our destiny. And he's moving heaven and earth and aligning things. If your transition is taking longer than you thought, to get into that place, it's because of the kind of alignment that is going on right now. Some things require more alignment and more positioning. Do not expect it to look like business as usual. We cannot expect it to look like anything we could imagine. In the same way that he chooses the least of these, a bunch of misfits who have been on a shelf or in a prison like Joseph for however many years and says, this is what we're doing in the same way we will not understand our new landscape, but he's in it and it's loaded and chalked full of blessing. So blessings to you guys. Love to hear your thoughts. Share it if you think it's something helpful and I will see you all again.